I'm Bianca Mattison Amos, and this is Once Broken, a podcast dedicated to sharing inspiring life lessons and remarkable stories of healing and redemption. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Once Broken. I'm Bianca Madison Amos. I'm really excited about today's show because I'm going to be talking about one of the highlights of my teenage years. When I was 14 years old, overwhelmingly awkward and with a face full of acne and really low self-esteem, I entered my school beauty pageant and won. So let's dive in. I went to a very prestigious all-girls high school in Jamaica, and while I was there, there were so many things that I wanted to get involved in but didn't because of fear that I would be teased or I just wouldn't be accepted by others. At that time, I loved to dance, I loved to sing, I loved to play sports, and I loved drama. But I only did those things at church because that was the only place where I kind of felt like I fit in. I had done a bit of dancing in elementary school, but while I thought that I was pretty good at it, the girls in the group disagreed, and I was often the laughing stock of the group. I also had several bad experiences in sports and was even given the name Bianca Butterfingers at one point. So I wasn't a part of any clubs, I wasn't involved in any sports, I didn't do anything at school, and I managed to pretty much stay under the radar until they launched the Miss St. Andrew High School competition. And the school made sure to tell us that it wasn't a beauty contest, it wasn't about exterior beauty, it was about talent and awareness and stuff like that, but even then I knew better. Only the beautiful and popular girls would dare enter this competition, and I didn't consider myself to be either of those things back then. I would like to say that I entered this competition to prove a point, like to redefine beauty or something like that, but I didn't. I entered it because I thought just maybe if I could win this competition, I would feel better about myself. I would feel less awkward. I would have more friends. And maybe I would be popular. None of those things happened, but I did learn a lot from this experience. The day they announced the competition, they told everyone who was interested to go to a specific room. I was the last one to go to the room because as I walked there, I was just so full of self-doubt and I just, I almost didn't go at all. When I finally got to the room and I looked, through the window at the girls that were there, I just thought that I was making the biggest mistake of my life. Like, these girls were so beautiful and they were all the popular girls. Like, I thought that they would think that I was crazy. And they did. Because as soon as I got inside, they looked, they all looked very puzzled And some looked disgusted, and they actually asked me, are you here for the pageant? When I said yes, a few of them couldn't believe it. They didn't think that I was being serious. 
because for one, I was the only person there from lower school, which was grades seven to nine, and I looked nothing like the other girls who were quite confident that they would take home the crown. As the rehearsals and preparation got underway, I became a bit more confident about my chances in the competition. I had a decent talent, which was dancing. I had planned to do one of the dances that I usually do at church. I was no longer fat, so I felt comfortable in the outfits that I would be wearing in the competition. And I was going to get to wear makeup for the first time, which I for sure thought was magic. Things were going really great until they announced that we would be taking portraits before the competition and they would be putting up these portraits all around the school to create some buzz about the competition. So I was really nervous about taking these portraits because I never really knew how to look good in pictures. Like I even searched the internet for tips on how to look good in pictures and nothing I did ever worked. But we all had to do it. We all had to take the portraits. So on the day of the shoot, I got all glammed up for my photo shoot and I was given instructions by the cameraman and I posed exactly how he told me to pose and I prayed that things would work out well. A few days later, which was the day before the actual competition, they posted the portraits up all around the school. I was in class at this time. A friend of mine came to tell me that the pictures were up and that everyone was laughing at me. When I went to see the picture for myself, it was the worst thing that I had ever seen, like the worst thing that I'd ever seen in my life. And it was the worst picture that I had ever taken. All the other girls, the ones in the competition with me, their pictures looked so beautiful. They, they looked like they had a right to be up on the wall, like... They looked like they had a right to be in the missing Andrew pageant. And I just looked like a misfit. I looked like I did not belong there. For one, my makeup just didn't suit me. Like I looked like a clown. I don't remember if I did it or if my teacher did it, but it was horrible. And secondly, the way how I posed just did not look good in the image. Like my neck and my head looked like they were separated from the rest of my body. <laughs> It was so bad. It was such a bad picture. I had a complete meltdown. Like I started bawling so hard that I started to hyperventilate. My friend, the same one who had told me about the picture, pulled me into a classroom and helped me to calm down. I told her that I was going to quit the pageant, which was the next day. It was on, going to be on the Friday. And what I was hoping was that by Monday, everyone would just have forgotten about the picture and that the whole thing would have blown over by then. My friend was not too confident about this. Like, she didn't think that that was a solution. She told me that the only way that they would stop laughing at me was if I won the competition, which I knew for sure that I had zero chance of doing. I stayed in that classroom until almost all the students at school went home. And so after being in that classroom by myself for a few hours and doing a lot of contemplation, I decided that my friend was right. I had to win the competition. It was the only way that I could overcome the shame and come back to school with some dignity. So as I was on my way home, I thought about 
how I was going to win the competition, what I was going to do. And I really didn't have a plan. I didn't sleep that night. I prayed. I prayed that God would help me to overcome this. Like at that time, this was the worst thing to have ever happened to me. Or so I thought. And I just didn't know how I was going to get over it. The day of the competition, I woke up feeling so anxious that I couldn't even eat. I went to school and I got prepared and I got in the frame of mind to win the competition. When I woke up that morning, the thought in my head was, if it doesn't kill you, it will make you stronger. And as I went to school, I repeated that mantra. As I got dressed for the competition, I repeated that mantra. I actually thought that I had coined that term because before that day, I had never heard it before. But that was what was in my head that entire day. If it doesn't kill you, it will make you stronger. So as the competition began, we did our modeling. We modeled casual wear, sportswear, and formal wear. Then we had the talent portion of the competition where I danced my heart out. I had never felt so good on stage before. Like I felt like I did a really, really, really good job. And finally, it was time for the question section. I don't remember what my question was, but I remember how eloquent my answer was. I knew I had done a great job. I could see it on the judges' faces. Then it was time to announce the winner. My heart was literally in my throat. Like, I felt like I couldn't breathe as I waited on them to announce who won the competition. First, they gave out the sectional prizes. So they gave out the award for most talented and then they gave out the award for most aware. And I was the winner of that award. I told you all my answer was eloquent. (laughs) And so it was time for them to announce who was the winner of the competition. They announced the second runner-up. They announced the first runner-up. And I was still there. So now they were about to call the winner of the competition. I think I stopped breathing for that moment. And then they called my name, Bianca Madison. And I froze. And then I started to cry. If there is a place better than Cloud Nine, that is where I was. As they gave me my crown, my sash, my trophy, and my prize money. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that I had done it. And in that moment, the same words that I had been repeating all day came back into my mind. If it doesn't kill you, it will make you stronger. I spent that weekend just basking in my newfound glory and self-confidence. Like, I was on top of the world. No one could talk to me. I was not cleaning the house that weekend. I was not making my bed. I was not doing my laundry. Like, I was just remembering step by step the day that I won Miss St. Andrew High School competition. The following Monday morning, I glided to school. Like, I was still above cloud nine and feeling like a beauty queen and 
just knowing that my life would be different, or at least that's what I thought. I was now going to be a popular girl at school. I was going to have a whole lot of friends. Like, I just felt like I could do anything. At my at my school's lower school morning gathering, they announced my victory and everyone cheered for me. And all my classmates were beaming with joy that Bianca from 2R won the Miss St. Andrew High School pageant. I felt like the lower school champion because remember, I was the youngest person in the competition. All the other girls were in grade 10 and grade 11 and grade 12. And I was in grade eight. So this was a really big deal. The weeks went on and people soon forgot about the competition and life went back to normal. Like nothing much changed for me after that day. But this competition was the best and worst thing to ever happen to me in high school. And it taught me one of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned in my life which is that challenges are there to help you to grow. This experience prepared me for the many challenges I would face in my adult life. It taught me to cope with negative circumstances, and it taught me resilience. In many ways, this experience prepared me for even bigger obstacles, because as I got into adulthood and the challenges of life came upon me and I found myself in really dark situations. I always felt like there was a way. I always felt like there could be hope that if I was defeated, it was because I allowed myself to be defeated. And so when things got rough in my life, when things got really rough in my job, the job that I had when I was in Jamaica. And I started looking for other employment in Jamaica. And when I got those rejection letters, I started to apply for jobs in Canada. And I actually got one of them. When my ex-husband abused me, I eventually found my strength to leave him and to build a new life, a better life for me and my son. And when financial struggles and the struggles of getting settled in a new country came upon me, I never gave up because I learned very early in life that I had it in me to overcome obstacles, that I had it in me to push through any negative circumstance and to come out better than I was before. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what your obstacle is. But I want to let you know that you got this. You have it in you to overcome any Goliath that's in your life right now. You can start over and build a new life if you want to. You can leave that bad relationship if you want to. You can be a better you if you want to. You can change your career if you want to. The sky is not even the limit. No matter the obstacle that's in your way, you can determine within yourself that you can be better and that you can have a better life. But of course, it's not that easy. Of course, there are things that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to make a plan. I know it's not easy to just overcome an obstacle, 
Like, it's hard. It's really, really hard. But I believe that the first step is believing that you can do it. Believing that you have what it takes to get to the next level, to change your life, to be whoever it is that you want to be. And your next move is to make a move. Whatever it is that you want to do, make a move. Nothing is going to change if you remain where you are. And nothing is going to change if you remain in your comfort zone. I entered the pageant with the wrong goal in mind. I wanted to win because I wanted to impress people. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to feel valued by others. But I came out knowing that I have a fire within me, that I can be anything that I want to be, that I can do anything that I want to do. And that's the beauty of obstacles. That's the beauty of challenges. They help us to grow. They help us to become better versions of ourselves. They show us our superpower. So I just want to encourage you to make a move. Make a move. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, just make a move. Thank you so much for continuing to join me on this journey. You have no idea how much I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting this platform. Thank you for helping me to share my truth. Thank you for building me up. I trust that your dreams will come true and I trust that your Goliaths will be slayed. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to my show, please share the link with them. Until next time, stay real.